0: Before you get stuck into the Zap to the Past Awards 1985 Part 2, please accept our apologies. During the production of this episode, the audio recording for the Best Kratverts Award inexplicably destroyed itself. While we were thankfully able to revert to the backup audio recording, the quality is not quite as awesome. We hope it doesn't bother you too much, so please enjoy Zap to the Past. Zap, Zap to the to past, past Awards for 1985.
1: 1985. Hello, welcome to the next part of the Zap to the Past Awards for 1985. You've listened to the first part, and coming up, we've got three more big awards. We've got the craziest concept, we've got their best crap for And we've got their big one. We've got their best game. And we'll also see what you thought Uh, were were your favourites for best game, best music, and best visuals. So stay with us, because it's all coming up after this quick break. Our next category up is craziest concept. You yeah, know, we could have called this. What were they thinking? How many drugs had they taken? Um, what was going on? Uh, but craziest concept, kind of, you know, uh, describes what this is. So we've got not got too many games here, sort of thing. We probably could have had loads more, sort of thing. But this is what we have. So in our craziest concept, up for up for consideration by the judges, we have Dickies Diamonds, Stop the Express, Web Dimension, Jack Charlton's Match Fishing, Glider Pilot, Kayak, Monster Trivia, Airwolf, BC Two. Grog's Revenge, Taskmaster, and Whirly Nerd. So those are our nominations for Craziest Concept. Graham. Let's have uh your first uh your first one to put in for
0: consideration. My first nomination, early nominations, my first nomination it has to be Grog's Revenge. Because I stand by the fact that a monocycling troglodyte is an unusual premise, even just as a starting point, let alone going up the side of a mountain. And who knows what else was going on in that game, because even now I'm still confused as to exactly what. So Crazy concept number one for me, Grog's Revenge. BC Quest for Tyres 2, Grog's Revenge.
1: Um, something I have found out about that, because from one of our Australian listeners, is that Grog and BC, whatever this is, sort of thing, was very big in Australia. Oh, okay. Um, so it was, so they were characters. I think they were a comic strip over there. Right, okay, um, that makes sense. Is, is, what I'm, is, what, is what I've been informed.
0: Right. Well, we suspected that there was something like that, didn't we? We said that see, it was a, some yeah. kind of much-loved character for some yeah because i think he said he was he loved it and he looked for you know it was quite a, a quite an
1: unusual gamer but he understood it because of the, the link that they had sort of thing for us in you know northern england no, no connection <laughs> Mate, no, no sense we were unaware of that so there you go so a bit of background <laughs> on that which we were informed of so brilliant so thank it was you nice to get a nice to get a bit of background i'm going to put taskmaster okay so taskmaster sees you trying to win the fair hand of princess kelly from king otto by completing Seven tasks as set by him. Each task weirder than the last. <laughs> Each task weirder than the last would included zombies, wizards, what looks like crapping in cups. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those games. As a crazy concept, it's like, okay, you know, you know, doing tasks to win something. You know, we can go back and probably look at something like the 12 tasks of Hercules or whatever. But as a yeah. concept, this is, yeah, it's, it's all kinds of strange. Is there still so kind of, of crazy, Aztec so. challenge in there
0: as well, a little?
1: Um, possibly. Because it, it's I a don't challenge. Know. <laughs> yeah true I mean, either way to be weird. honest sort of thing I think there was uh, uh mushrooms involved yeah but, you know. i agree i there think it's weird i always yeah, still feel really sorry is. for
0: that lost glam rocker in that game
1: <laughs> exactly that's the other thing we'll we'll come to that when we talk about these maybe when we want to <laughs> let's see if it gets to the top but go on that's my that's my first recommendation taskmaster what's your next one the next one is kayak
0: <laughs> because it's just stupid it's just, it's just stupid to simulate kayaking it's just even though I say it out loud it's stupid I don't get it I don't get where there's a game in it I know it's a kind of a slalom-y type thing I think you know I'm not even sure if it was that I just, it's just stupid it's the final, the final event in Summer Games 2 yeah kayaking. just not done very well here no and of course it's got that really annoying slurpy slurpy sound where it's the you know the guy's getting to the bottom of his milkshake sound <laughs> so it's just no it's just a concept too far kayaking is not a game it's not a simulation or not something that really lends itself to 8-bit simulation. So Kayak is my second choice.
1: Good choice. I'm going to put in a web dimension.
0: Yes. <laughs> as, yes. As my second one.
1: If someone said to me, describe web dimension, I would struggle because this is, again, I think it's, you know, Amadar type stuff. So it's you're colouring in a web, but I, I don't think you are because every now and again, it's just, this is the musical one, isn't it? It's the musical. Yeah. So every now and again, you press your fire button and a series of musical notes come I still up. still don't know and, what you
0: have to do, really.
1: No. At some point, sort of thing, there was a, some person had this, a particle was flying through the universe and smacked into their head and gave them this idea. And they saw it in all its colourful brilliance of what it could be. And they went away to the Commodore 64 and they programmed it. But somewhere along the line, that particle became dark and twisted and and broken and came out as this crazy
0: madness, yeah. which I just
1: phew, I couldn't, you know, music colouring
0: in, web thing. Exactly, just because, you know, it, it can't eat gold and expect to shit it out, can you? It's, it's <laughs> whatever he was eating and, and digesting turned into that. did Good
1: Good sound, though. Well, you'd expect so, mm. but, you know, there you go. Web Dimension was uh, my second
0: choice. What's your third choice, Graham? Out of that list of crazy games, I'm, not, I'm putting this in because I get that it's about a certain thing, but the concept behind how you play is just out and out weird and that's Jack Charlton's Matt Fishing because it's weird <laughs> the idea of staring at your screen looking at a number to flash is weird but the idea of having your hands under the table and all the weird rules that they <laughs> recommend it's just weird it's a crazy idea of a game it's fishing's weird in itself to play to make a game of especially to make it a simulation of fishing not just like Zelda does when you have a fishing game like a mini game where it's quite fun to do that that mm-hmm. could have been that no now we have to choose the reel and the rod and the line and the weights and, and the bait and, uh, and, and the list is endless no just it's a crazy concept gone through too far and then to top it off with the stupidest control system known to humankind no nope. <laughs> okay. I have never been fishing where I've had to press a button to catch a fish and normally you uh, you don't do it that way it's not it's not the done thing
1: and, and nobody tells me to keep my hand under the rod
0: <laughs> you keep your hand <laughs> away from that rod <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: but but my rod's twitching. (laughs) I've got a bite. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's more of a nibble. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what Jack Charlton had in mind when he lent his name to that game. Yeah, well, would have made it better. Nibbly Maggots. That's actually a very famous fisherman who was in that game. When you, if you get to the top levels, you have to f- face off against Nibbly Maggots, the best fisher, fisher person in the history of fishing. And Jack Fisher Price. Yeah, good old Nibbly. Nibbly, Nibbly Maggots. That's me. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so your dear. final right. one my, then
1: my last one is monster trivia yes cosme paul norman i mean i found other games today with paul norman which i'd never heard of so and i can't remember because it it's just so weird sort of thing but paul norman is he's on some kind of crusade just to do the most random games <laughs> I meaning from from a forbidden forest to super huey to monster trivia and there's another one in there as well which was some kind of walking around and you know comes to some kind of weirdness sort of thing which i found on just looking through what he'd done but monster trivia Defies description. It's like, it's a trivia game. If you lose, you get eaten by a monster. Yeah. I, I, why? What? Eh? A? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the, the amount of programming that must have got into that because there's, there's all kinds of effects and stuff going on. It's like, oh, this will make a trivia game more interesting. It's like, not really. The, the foot of a trivia game is just answering questions mm. against your mates and seeing what you know and trying to win and collect pieces. It's not the threat of being eaten by a badly animated, a very strangely, quite disconcertingly animated monster. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was here sort of thing. I can kind of see it, but it was ill-conceived. Yes, I
0: completely um, agree. And,
1: and, and, and that's that's my, my thing. Um, so that's my thought third one okay are there any others that we would like to put in
0: dicky's diamonds needs to go in there because it's just <laughs> wild isn't it you know an owl chasing diamonds that are spiders caught but you can't fly but you can but just stupid so that goes in there as an also run it's not as stupid as the others in some ways but uh, it does deserve to be there but not in the you know in the final six as it were
1: yeah i think the thing with dicky's diamonds sort of thing is dicky's diamonds just kind of is like it's crazy and out there, and it's a crazy concept sort of thing. But it just—it's just that kind of game from that period where anything was, was just kind of, you know, whatever sort of thing. The other one I, I was thinking, if I was going to put something in, would probably have been Airwolf. Right. I know it's a license aside. License aside, and I've been dr- strongly confirmed that this is a Fort Apocalypse. I've never played Fort It is exactly like Fort Apocalypse. So yeah, so I've been made well aware that it's—it's it's a, it's a Fort Apocalypse knockoff sort of thing. But it still doesn't explain why they. Che- I know what Fort Apocalypse is a helicopter in caves but sticking the Airwolf license on that makes no sense no. because that's not what Airwolf is and being attacked by Minteresque liquor faces and stuff like that yeah. makes no sense. This should be higher I should have put this in higher when I think when I start explaining it now to myself again because I kind of forgotten about it because we looked at it ages ago yeah. but Airwolf just the game concept makes none, none sense none whatsoever sort of thing it is as we said at the time it's when Stringfellow Hawk drank from the wrong bottle he did
0: so little to do with the TV show.
1: That's what I mean. There's so much they could have done. Because if you're going to Nick, a helicopter game to base Airwolf on, you have Choplifter. Yeah. Choplifter is about
0: going and rescuing people. Yeah, it would have made more sense to do that, though. Would, wouldn't it? I was actually trying to think. I know the premise of Airwolf is that he steals a helicopter and hides it in a mountain and then he's hired yeah, yeah. by some quango military offshoot to go and do, you know, stuff. But I'm just, I'm not sure where the allegiance of the stuff is. I'm just, I need to go back and revisit some Airwolves. I think, to see what, what it's all about. Did you ever play Airwolf 2? I didn't. No, I didn't. Airwolf I barely played, which is odd because I really liked Airwolf as a TV show, but maybe that's why. Airwolf 2 is in space. Well, that just makes even less sense, doesn't it? But I suppose (laughs) it's much easier to programme. It's like, okay, yeah, I remember that episode where, it's
1: the other episode where Stringfellow drank from the other bottle. It was a robust helicopter, but it was not created (laughs) for space travel. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Dominic Santini would have been squished. Right, anyway. So, our craziest concept. So, we've got, I think Airwolf should go up there, but I'm going to knock it out because we put the others in first. Mm -hmm. BC2, Grogs Revenge, Taskmaster Kayak, Web Dimension, Jack Charlton's Match Fishing. That's been nominated a lot, you know, in all the wrong categories. Um, (laughs) And and Monster Trivia. Nobody has spoken about Jack Charlton's Match Fishing as much as we have in the past
0: two hours. (laughs) We've sold more copies now than it recently ever did. In the
1: last 35 years. Jack
0: Charlton's estate is now
1: making big books off us. I know,
0: quid's in. There must be at least five or six quid now. (laughs) Whichever the lifespan of that game is, you know, in 1985 money, that's at least twenty five quid. Remember? <laughs> absolutely, and also eight hours in 1985 time is like three years now. <laughs> Which is what lockdown is. So you yeah, just, yeah. you know, this, that's the game for lockdown, isn't it? When you can't go fishing, just do that. <laughs> you no, know, he'd be making. You no, know, that was released thirty years too early. What we're doing again today, Dad? Playing Jack? Not again? Not again? <laughs> Shut up! You love fishing. We never catch any real. Shh. Shh. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. So. What did we put in? You put in BC2. Is there any of mine? Taskmaster, Web Dimension, yeah. Monster
0: Trivia. Uh, I put um, that you would have Web Dimension. In. I think is a uh, definite because it's just weird. The more I think about it again, the more I think. I, I t- even now I don't understand what it was about, what it was about. I loaded it and tried to find a way of playing it. I even went to you know the all powerful internet to try and find some kind of way in, and even that was confused about it. It's like we don't know. Don't what you're asking the internet for. We don't know about it. <laughs> How are we going to help you? So it's just I don't even know what the concept is but it's definitely weird and you know it I don't know I don't know it, like, it definitely belongs in there because even now I'm confused about it yeah
1: I would say with what we've what we've now sort of found out about BC2 Grog's Revenge I'm not sure it's a crazy concept because I think if it's based on a kind of you know a weird comic yeah it's just a concept it, we weren't it, familiar it, with
0: that's different it, isn't it?
1: Fits, fits a bit better doesn't it so I, yeah. I don't think that will go in the top three I think it's still a crazy concept for a game you know you're driving around you're just caveman on a unicycle collecting clams yeah that is still a crazy concept, but if it's actually based on a comic where that kind of thing is the, is the derigo it's like, you know, the reason we didn't put spy versus spy in, mm. crazy concept, but it's based on the, the comic, which we're aware of. So I think, BC2 Growth Revenge probably is not going to be in there, do you reckon? Do you
0: think? Uh, no, I think take it out. I don't think it be in that like, top three.
1: Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to push to put Jack Charlton's matchfish
0: in. Yeah, I think we have to put it in. I think it's conceptually very unusual. Borderline crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which leaves us with Taskmaster Kayak or Monster Trivia. That's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Because Taskmaster is just a trials game, really, isn't it? The, tri- the many trials of the sad glam rocker. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, the first one is a kind <laughs> of uh, berserk of type. Warcraft. Game. So, yeah. The rest of them, but there is a, as much as it's kind of a weird idea because of the premise of the game. The games, the mini games themselves are kind of all in mini games, even if they're a bit stupid. Try, trying to win the hand of a princess through doing yeah. tasks is yeah. not an unusual, you know. Yeah.
1: So it's just weird how it's presented. So okay. As much as I don't like kayak
0: because it's a stupid idea, it is just a rowing simulator without any rowing oars, water, or boats. So yeah. that is a stupid idea, but that's not a crazy concept. It's rowing isn't a crazy concept. Monster trivia is just out and out weird. I said that at the time, yeah. and I stand by that. <laughs> I, I, I'm,
1: yeah, I, I'm going to go with you on that and I'm going to put Monster Trivia in as our, our third one I think kayak, if you got to
0: put Kayak in you'd have Glider Pilot in wouldn't you yeah totally and, it's, and no uh, Monster Trivia is just weird it's, it's weird 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 it is yeah it <laughs> is so our top three in no particular order
1: at this point are Web Dimension Jack Charlton's Match Fishing and Monster Trivia do
0: you have a preference? yes I actually do I am leaning towards I don't understand Web Dimension but the con- and the concept is weird uh, but it may be that I'd never quite got to the of what it was actually about and had i maybe found the answer and the internet you know revealed to me the great truth of web dimension maybe there's a game in there but for pure out and out crazy concepts sitting your hands under your table <laughs> wait staring at a screen in case of fishing peg flashes it might not over an extended period with your family and or friends or both is a crazy concept it is out and out crazy <laughs> and it is nothing like fishing <laughs> So it's even crazier. And to top it off, Jack Charlton's a very sensible man, was a sensible man, very caring and a nice guy. But I think he was, you know, he'd had the wool pulled over his eyes over this one. That is just a crazy idea made crazy. So for me, Jack Charlton goes to the top.
1: Yeah, for me, it's Jack Charlton or Monster Trivia.
0: Yeah, I think for me, Monster Trivia is the second one.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, yeah, one, two and three sort of thing. I think, let me look at them. Jack Charlton's match fishing. Who sat there and thought, we will have eight people with their (laughs) hands under a table. (laughs)
0: What? <laughs> that's nothing. normal Watch, Just watching nothing watching one screen that doesn't even animate it doesn't move what what part of a you know a pitch meeting did that get
1: through where people approved it and then not only people approved it but did they go to Jack Charlton first and maybe that was his concept I don't know but maybe they had this idea for a fishing game and went to Jack Charlton which I think is probably more likely more likely I could be wrong I don't know but at which point did they go this will do it we'll, we'll get Jack Charlton we'll stick his face on it we'll pay him some money and, and we've got this thing I don't know I can't nope. my, my brain is broken around whoever thought that was any way a good idea on all levels. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Charlton's match fishing is 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 something I've not seen the like of. And you know what's uh, just an, ad- an additional weird about Jack Charlton's match fishing, as I've just thought, something I've just thought of. He doesn't even really mention the fish, does it? It's all about the t- tackle and the rod and the equipment, but there's no mention of the different kinds well, of I fish. Never, I, never, I never caught a fish, so I've no, no idea. but I just think, you know, it, it just seems odd that you made a fishing game that's just about catching, but quote, Max, fish. It just seems odd to me that in a game with that much deep peter Attention to detail, such as it was, the fish seemed to seem a inconsequential part of the overall thing, which is I consider it's called match fishing. Well, I don't know much about match fishing, actually. I know that you have to catch fish, and it's for some kind of contest. You're competing against each other to catch yeah. fish around, a, around yeah. a pond. Yeah, not sitting um, around but... staring at a TV, though. That's that's a whole different no, kind of thing. Anyway, the and short of it is, that's, that's the overall, that's the winner of the craziest concept award, then. I think so, yeah. The winner of craziest concept goes
1: to Jack Charlton's Match Fishing, uh, Runners Up, uh, Monster Trivia, and Web Dimension, with honourable mentions to Taskmaster, Kayak, BC2 Grog's Revenge, Dickie's Diamonds, and Airwolf. So there we go. That's the craziest concept we came across in all the games from 1985 that we looked at, and there were quite a few. Um, what we got left to do, we've got, well, the big one now. Uh, before we end on the best crapvert, we always end on crapverts. So we're going to do the best crapverts at the end. Mm-hmm. So we have one more. Actually, no, we've got some mini ones. We can do the mini ones. We've got, we've got some mini ones. We'll just go straight into them now, shall we? Yeah. Um, our best film. So we're just going to state. we just going to state these actually because we had a look and we're just going to state these. What was our best film, Graham? What
0: was your best film of 1985? My, out of the list of the things we've looked at, Rambo, because it's it sets out to do exactly what it does. It's a film about one guy blowing and killing lots of things and blowing things, lots of things up, and it's, you know, dressed in a um, rescue movie, and it sets the benchmark for pretty much every movie that came after that for some time. So, it, and it's I, I still really like it to this day. So, you know, great That's film. Good call. Uh, mine was Young Lady Chatterley's Two. Understandably, uh, uh, understandably,
1: sets out to do exactly what it sets out to do. Influenced yeah. so many films that came yeah. after it.
0: Lots of brutal um, murder, explosions. Ab- ab-
1: absolutely, there was a there was a lot of explosions. Um, uh, no, obviously not not Lady *Charlie*. Too, it was *Back to the Future*. Yeah, um, I think *Back to the Future*. Rightly heralded, is a bit of a classic sort of thing. It's it's, it's one of them films, isn't it? Sort of thing. This is you know one of them films we looked at, and I think it is a it's a, it's a it is fidely brilliant sort of thing. Yep. It's one of those films that gets time travel right in as much as yep. you know you can do sort of thing. It's fun. It's engaging. It's eminently quotable. It's got some great performances. You know, Michael J. Fox is pretty much perfect in that film crystal yep. lloyd is amazing everything about it is just great it's a great fun film um and yeah for 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 my take um for the films that we watched or came out and we talked about back to the future was certainly the best one mm-hmm. and best music graham what was that what was the best
0: music of uh 1985 uh, i'd like to go with uh, now that's what i call music five and same here (laughs) that's my choice
1: too (laughs) they dominated
0: they dominated the chats (laughs) then and they're dominating us now
1: (laughs) (laughs) why would you not go with it all the music's on it it's now what i call music (laughs) Uh, so now that's what i call music was the best music from from 1985
0: and in fact we called that award the now that's what i call music best music award and it goes (laughs) to sponsor (laughs) <laughs> now that's what i call as, music
1: As sponsored by the hits
0: yeah yeah the also runs of course were hits three <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh now now that's what
1: i call christmas yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah. <And laughs>
1: yeah so best music was yep. now that's what i call music Without uh, doubt. richly deserved
0: richly uh, deserved
1: on, on that note we'll take a quick break right now we'll come back with uh, yeah the big one best best game so best game of 1985 this might take a while but we don't know we'll have a look uh, Be back in a moment <laughs> Welcome back to the big one. This is best game. What was the best game, in our opinion, that came out in 1985 from May onwards? Obviously, if something came out that was great, that came out in January, February, uh, March, April, tough. (laughs) We don't know about it. We don't want to know about it. We've got enough games here. Let's have a look. So this is our list of games for consideration. Um, All these are good. So uh, we have Shadowfire, Cauldron, Past Finder, Theatre Europe, Super Pipeline 2, Drop Zone, Kickstart. Gribbly's Day Out, Boulder Dash 2, Beachhead 2, Way of the Exploding Fist, The Fourth Protocol, Confusion, International Basketball, International Tennis, On Court Tennis, Sky Fox, Kennedy Approach, Summer Games 2, Hypersports, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Rescue on Fractalis, Monty on the Run, The Great American Cross Country Road Race, Note of Yesod, Baron McGuigan's World Championship Boxing, Paradroid, Winter Games, Wizard's Lair, Hacker, Karatika, Scarabeus, Zed, Who Dares Wins 2, Ace, and Crazy Comets.
0: That is a... Uh... Very big list.
1: <laughs> it is a big list. That's pretty much everything that we liked. I'm pretty sure everything's not going to go in there. Sort of I think for this, we'll do four and then an also run as well because there's a lot of games there. I think we sort of need to recognise some of these. So
0: uh, I'll let you go first. So my first choice for best game is Way of the Exploding Fist. Okay. As we've previously said, it's just a benchmark, combat fighting, karate game with amazing sound and, and action, great controls, huge sprites. Just set the benchmark for that kind of game forever and it's a very 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 important game in the history of the Commodore 64 particularly so where the exploding fist
1: mm-hmm. good call I'm going to put in Summer Games
0: two, yeah, good shout. Um,
1: we have spoken about Summer Games two at great length. An Olympics in your C sixty four, basically, Eclectically weird but incredibly playable series of events from kayaking to you know to rowing to fencing to horse riding to javelin. Everything is it's incredible. Everything the presentation is top notch. The ability to include the the events from Summer Games as well, which you know doubles the length of it. If you can have eight players, it's a stunning package. It's an incredible piece of software
0: um and i think it it needs to be considered for this so that's my first one excellent what's your next the next game i'm going to put in here into our raffle tin i am going to put in there oh it's tricky isn't it paradroid for me, goes in there. Uh-huh. For all of the reasons we've already explained for the... But just because it's simply one of the most complete and polished games I have ever played and remains so. So that's in my list.
1: No, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put Frankie Goes to Hollywood.
0: Mm, good choice.
1: As my second choice. I mean, this shouldn't work, really. This <laughs> should be nowhere near this list. This is a video game based on a pop group. A very popular pop group, but it's a video game based on a pop group. And we'd already had Give My Regards to Broad Street. Um, earlier in the year, so th- this this should no way be anywhere near this list, but, and yet it is because it is a genuinely incredibly well-designed piece of software from a team of software developers who just knew what they wanted to do and, and knew how to make a you know a concept of, of the concept of Frankie Goes to Hollywood into a playable game that was both challenging, interesting, varied, looked and sounded great, kept you playing, was innovative in its ability not to rely on standard video game tropes that were done at the time was confident enough to do its own thing and was you know all, all the better for it it's a an amazing game um, and and I loved it then and it's still great now.
0: So Frankie Goes to Hollywood is my second choice. Okay, so for my third choice, I am going to choose something which is, I think, a super playable game and something that I spent a lot of time playing and that is Who Dares Wins 2. Mm, thought you would. It's the version of Commando that Commando should have been and I enjoyed replaying it recently and I played a lot of it in the day so who dares wins two
1: that's fair enough okay i'm going to go with theater europe as my next choice mm-hmm. it's a brave game this is uh out of my wheelhouse normally i don't normally do strategy games but there is something inherently playable that the developers and designers actually got really you know really right with this it's simple but it's brutal it's it's well designed it puts you in a place you know it could never have come out from pretty much you know and been like this from any other period in time it, it's it's so encapsulates 1985 britain and and the fear that we had And we've spoke about this in quite a lot of the episodes about the fear of nuclear war that was just yeah. rampant in the middle you know early to mid 80s now this game is built around that and not only that but also the way that this broke the fourth wall by yeah. including a telephone you had to actually ring in the real world to get the launch codes. incredibly clever, incredible, you know, use of mechanics that just don't see in games that just, you know, way beyond anything like, you know, we'd see several years later with Metal Gear Solid and things like that. Or look on the back of the box. This was doing it back then. And and to and to boot, you know, it's really tough, it's really hard. I have since learned that it is possible to actually win sort of thing, but generally, you know, this just has, you know, has a, a sobering message coming on the back of things like war games and stuff. But I think Theatre Europe is a really, really good example of Um, this kind of strategy game that did something unusual uh, and did it well
0: okay for my final choice into this list this is actually difficult because it's a choice between I've got three games that I'm thinking of um, four games actually that I'm thinking of and I'm gonna have to go with Boulder Dash 2 because I think the Boulder Dash game games are a polished complete set of brilliant games and have been and always will be and so I think it deserves to be in the list. Um, and that's a difficult choice, actually, because I'm, I'm still torn a little bit, but, but I'll go with Balderdash, Balderdash 2. No,
1: no, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm going to put in Drop Zone.
0: I was close with that one myself, so.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think Drop Zone is a standout title from this year. Yeah. It's a, you know, we, we spoke about it at the time sort of thing and said, that, you know, we know it's Defender. We know it's based, you know, on Defender. But it's that's great, it though. But it is great. It's incredibly playable. It's incredibly fast. It's well programmed. It looks the part. It, 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 you know, it's, it's a blast to play. It's still enjoyable to this day. It's it's just a great, great arcade game. And and sometimes that's what you want. And then there's not many better than this. So drop no. down. Do you have any others that you want to put
0: in my nearly runs? I would put Kickstart in my nearly runs and. Beachhead two. I was debating with between Boulder Dash, Drop Zone, Beachhead two, and Kickstart. So Beachhead two, Beachhead two, because it's a great it's a great two player game, but it's not got lots of longevity. It's kind of fun every now and again, but it's still got some fun moments. Kickstart two because of the it's just a great two player game again, um, but you need two players to really get the most out and fun out of that. But it is it is great, albeit that the you know the music in it could drive you mad slowly. <laughs> And that's true.
1: I think if I was going to put two two in, I would put Barry McGuigan's World Championship Boxing.
0: Yeah, see, I debated that as well. So difficult this list
1: because it's just a it's a great boxing sim mm. from many levels. Sort of thing from its its presentation, its looks, its depth, it, and its actual. Know, representation of boxing, which has seemed to take a step away from your arcadey style stuff to be a bit more thoughtful. And coming on the back of the one we looked at previously, it was Knockout. This was, you know, it's just a really, really good boxing game. Mm. Um, It's just a really good game, let alone boxing. The other one I would pop drop in is Mm Scarabeus. It's unlike anything else, it's technically incredible. You know, we've spoken about its atmosphere and its sound effects, Mm. and it it doesn't play like anything else, it doesn't feel like anything else. It is its own thing. I think it's a, a weirdly standout title in this year it does, it's it's not without its issues it's a bit too obtuse for its own good but uh, for what it's trying to do it's you know i think it pretty much succeeds and i think is a is a really really strong Contender. If we were to include these, maybe we will. I don't know, but I think Scarabeus needs to mm-hmm. be on this list. Okay. There we go. We have our contenders. We do. Let the bloodbath begin. So our contenders are Way of the Exploding Fist, Summer Games 2, Paradroid, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Who Dares Wins 2, Theatre Europe, Boulder Dash 2, Drop Zone, Beachhead 2, Kickstart, Byron McGiggins, World Championship Boxing, and Scarabeus. So do we have any matches? Yeah.
0: Fist, Paradroid. Yeah, I agree. So I think those two have to be in the top. What about you? Same uh, with yours. I think Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Summer Games uh, 2. Oh, well, Actually, Summer Games 2, yeah. This isn't
1: the top three. This is just the discussions at the moment.
0: So Yeah, yeah. I'm just having an internal dialogue, really. Sort of. I like Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and it is good. But Summer Games 2 is just Great. I think we could probably rule out on the top three Boulder Dash. I mean, I know I put it, I've selected it, but I don't think it's. land we've got the full list. I don't think it's top three material. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to. I'm happy to stretch this to a top five. By the way, would it be in the best game? Let's aim for a top five then. So we'll have a top one and then four. Yeah. So I think if I'm gonna if we're gonna do that, then I still think Boulder Dash two wouldn't be in the top five. Mm-hmm. For my money, I don't necessarily see. Um, Theater Europe in there myself. It is good, but if it's going to go head to head with Drop Zone, I think Drop Zone has the drop on Theater Europe. I mean, that's my take on it.
1: No, I think you're right. I th- Theater Europe is let is let down by that stupid arcade section.
0: Yeah, I think it's that, and also you know it's it's off its time. And there's no doubt about it. It's a very powerful game, but Drop Zone is still playable now, whereas Theater Europe probably isn't as much because you can't do the phone call and you can't do the things that kind of made it a bit special.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 in agreement, sort of thing. I think Theatre Europe needed to go in this list. I don't think it's going to be top five. There no. are some issues. There are some issues with it. Um, and like you said, some of the things that made it so powerful back then are no longer doable.
0: If I was honest, I like Who Dares Wins Two a lot, but it's not as good as Drop Zone. So I don't know that Who Dares Wins Two would be in my in the top five of all of them. In the world where you've got Drop Zone in there as well, Drop Zone probably should exist in that top five.
1: So do we think our top five then is that Way of Exploding Fist, Summer Games Two, Paradroid, Frankie West, Hollywood, Drop
0: Zone? Yeah, I think that's the five. Now, out of those five, which one is the best game out of all of them? Oh God! <laughs> uh, I actually, I've got a very, f- I've actually got a firm idea of what I would place at the top of that. I say, I've got a firm idea. Uh, it's between two games for me that go in the top. Now, this is a top five, and this is a f- five games that are all brilliant. In their own way in many different ways at the moment i'm debating between summer games 2 and paradroid they're my so they're, they're competing with each other for my my uh, personal best game out of that five mm-hmm. um but that might be a different competition in your mind so that's for me and i'm having a bit of an internal dialogue what about you where are your point pointing the
1: arguments for, i can absolutely see the arguments for both of those well let's talk let's talk about way the exploding fist in regards to those others way the exploding fist is brilliant at what it does Yes. Okay. And for this period, it, it is great. Do we take into consideration because? Okay, so let's think about those other games, sort of thing. I don't think Summer Games Two really was bettered. Maybe World Games, maybe. World Games is better, I think. But in yeah. a, in, a, in a sort of true, it, but World Games is weirder, isn't it? It's a it's a more of an odd, odd shoot sort of thing. Yeah, you got. It's a straight. It's a strange. Strange old thing, game. Old game sort of thing. Is, is it? Worth looking at something like where the exploding fist and knowing that IK is coming.
0: Well, that's what I, that's what's kind of held me back with it. We said it in the re- in the review. It only got bettered once, but it does get bettered. Yes, and even that, and even then, it gets bettered again <laughs> by IK plus. Yeah, by IK plus. Yeah,
1: for me, Summer Games two, I think, is still the peak of the game series. Uh, there is the argument for World Games. I think World Games is is more eclectic. It's more in- unusual, better animated. It is. There is some great stuff in there. The cliff diving is his particular favourite, but I would argue with Summer Games too you know, pulling in, you know, do we do we acknowledge the fact that you could pull in the Summer Games event?
0: Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing to do. But there's a whole ton of sports games. Yeah, there is. There's a whole ton of sports games out at this time. Summer Games 2 is the best of the sports games, but it's not a unique, even in the arcade, this isn't a unique offering to do sports mm-hmm. games because they've been out in the arcades for some time. Summer Games 2 is an extension for the, kind of all of that. ParaDroid, on the other hand, is completely unique. It's completely different, completely new concept it's nothing like anything else mm-hmm. so I'm sort of sat there thinking you know where the Exploding Fist is, don't get me wrong it's great but it gets better so it can't really be it could be in the top five it can't be at the top it's a good game for 1985 but in that list Summer Games 2 is a better playing experience because of all the games and all the stuff
1: I think Summer Games 2 even even back then uh, you, take, you know taking out any you know future stuff that's coming along i think summer games 2 is a better game than way the exploding fist
0: yes i agree i would agree with you there
1: i think paradroid is as well i think frankie goes to hollywood is as well
0: yes i would agree i think way the exploding fist needs to be in the top five but it's certainly not the top no
1: the argument that nothing else is like paradroid would also apply to frankie goes to hollywood
0: yes well i was just going to say it is however frankie goes to hollywood is super niche because it is a like it's essentially a license leaning on Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So, if you don't like Frankie Goes you're going to get nothing from that. So, it is kind of a f- it, because it's it's leaning on a, f- a fan based game, even though it's genuinely crazy concept and unique, as were Frankie Goes Hollywood in some ways, in kind of a weird way. If you do, if you weren't into Frankie Goes World, you're not going to get anything from it. But Droid doesn't have that. Doesn't it? Doesn't have that. It's not set in that world. Dropdown is a version of another game. Frankie Goes to Hollywood is completely unique, but licensed and based upon the crazy concept of a band. And if you like the band, you like the game, probably. Paradroid is the only one in that whole list, with the exception of where they explain fist to some extent. But even that's got a legacy of arcade in it, of course, with Karate Champ. Karate Champ, yeah. So for me, out of that list, the truly most unique games in there are Paradroid and Summer Games 2. Because of the nature of the events they put into Summer Games 2, because they are kind of totally off the wall. If you're looking at games that are completely unique, as in somebody sat there and had an idea and made it into a game reality and it wasn't based on something that they'd seen on TV or something that's seen in the arcade, Paradroid is that game in that list.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, yes, that's a, that's a good, good argument. I'm not quite sure I'm in full agreement with your Frankie Goes to Hollywood bit, though, because I think that Frankie Goes to Hollywood, yes, they use the hook of Frankie Goes to Hollywood, but I don't think the game really has anything to do with Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, but you can't Um, say
0: that, because it's principally everything about it, the music and everything, is if you took that away...
1: Okay, so the music... Yes, I... Well, all right. I mean, as in the nature of the game, the sort of escapist through mundanity. To me, Frankie Goes to Hollywood is is is, is as equally well-designed as Paradroid.
0: Um To some extent, uh, yeah, it, I can see where you're coming from with it. I just think that it's if it didn't have the wrappings of Frankie Goes to Hollywood around it, I don't think it would work as well. Um, if you took all that away, took all the Frankiness out of the way of it and just had a guy wandering around, just like dipping in and out of different realities, I'm not sure that it would work. I think the Frankie thing pulls it pulls it into a coherent direction. Yeah, Okay. Whereas um, you're not reliant on that for paradroid Parajoy doesn't have an explanation of why the dreadnoughts kind of are doing what they're doing. They just kind of do. And this don't get me wrong, because Parajoy, you could on one argument, you could look at paradroid and say, well, you, it's it's great, but that is umpteen levels of the same thing, albeit with mm-hmm. different robots in it. It is, and there's no way around that. The dreadnoughts all kind of look the same. They kind of got look and feel. The maps are varied, but they are they look the same. And there's only you know, the, it, it doesn't have a whole lot of other stuff. Frankie toilet has what, nine crazy sort of mini games but summer games 2 also has lots of mini games really mm-hmm. so it's a difficult old list isn't it um
1: the way the exploding fist and drop zone
0: yeah i think they're i think they're definitely bottom two F- four and five yeah
1: the thing with paradroid is i think i think we're absolutely spot on In a, you know it's great sort of thing but do you think the concept of paradroid carries you know let, let's look at this as a full game do you think the the singular thing about it sort of thing carries across eight dreadnoughts?
0: Yeah, I think it does. I think you've got, I think you've got the, once you've got the gist and the idea of what you've got to do, I think there's, you then have to start thinking about the tactics of how you're going to deploy that. Bear in mind, you've also got the mini game in it as well, which doesn't always mm-hmm. guarantee a win. Yeah, yeah. So I think you've got a dynamic of that. It's and it's, it's in a tough old space as well, so it's you know it's a ca- it can be a very unforgiving game if you happen to die on a level where there's not much in many options. It's difficult, isn't it? I think if I base it on my initial ability to get into something, Paradroid is less difficult to get into than Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Summer Games Two is a no-brainer because it's sports events, so you, mm-hmm. you know you don't really need to be told because you've been fed Olympic footage and sports footage and everything else throughout. Mm -hmm. A lot of percentages of TV, your TV life. So instinctively, you know that.
1: The one thing, okay. So if we look at some other bits and bobs as well, sort of thing. The thing with Summer Games Two. Let's 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 tackle some some bits, sort of thing. We've spoken about you know graphics and sounds and everything. We've spoken about all those kind of things. If we look at the way these these control, so you know to actually play them, yeah. Because we're talking about concept and we've spoken about all these kind of things, but to actually play them, so 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 Summer Games Two. You said, yes, it's got its lineage in track and field and hypersports and those kind of games in the arcade and summer games and all the other sports games sort of thing. But I think Summer Games too, in its control systems, and don't forget there are multiple control systems, there are eight of them, upended the apple cart somewhat and showed that these kind of events could be performed skillfully. I think that that is a consideration. Whether it's the you know, the rhythmic rocking back and forth with the rowing, whether it's the rotational thing with the cycling, whether it's the right, right, left, up the of the triple jump and, and everything else. Uh the kayaking and the fencing. There's so there's so much in there sort of thing. I think that that needs to be acknowledge something because they do all play incredibly well the only one that doesn't maybe but it does once you kind of get used to it but it's a bit of it's the more stupidest learning curve is the the equestrian one Mm. frankie goes to hollywood is a bit awkward Mm. to play and and not entirely 100 i love the game don't get me wrong and, and you know this is like me sort of picking the bits out so frankie goes to hollywood is a brilliantly designed clever game so so clever but i think on a from a control perspective sort of thing it is a little bit lacking i don't like the fact that you have to be face on to go through a door Mm. sort of little touches like that so you know those are the kind of things i would go "Mm, okay am i looking at this power droid controls like a dream Mm. so in that respect if we're looking, to, so you know, if we were looking in those kind of things, you know, the the amount of functionality that he gets or that game has in a single stick and a single and a single button, whether it's you know shooting, moving, shooting in eight directions, uh, is is incredible, and the fact that it all works so smoothly and and you can switch between one mode to another very quickly mm. is is very clever. So from a from a playability standpoint. I think I think you're right. I think both Paradroid and Summer Games Two are over. Frankie goes to Hollywood, mm. and probably Drop Zone is probably how, over this sort of thing. But I think Frankie goes to Hollywood has more going for it than Drop Zone. So do, do you do you think that's something to be taken yeah, into I consideration? Yeah, I think that's right. And
0: I would also I would also suggest that some of the mini games in Frankie Goes to Hollywood don't really work that well um mm-hmm. and that's and i am not mean that they don't work as in they break or crash or anything like that i just mean that they're not really that great as mini games some are better than others but they don't all kind of work in the same way that Battleix. some of the ideas in them are better are stronger than the actual implementation of them mm-hmm. and so i think the control system frankie is a little bit hit and miss compared to something like paradroid uh, you're right and so paradroid and summer games too in terms of how you control the action, totally streets ahead. Frankie Goes to Hollywood conceptually is kind of kind of crazy and out there, but it doesn't all work so well. And there is a you are left a little bit, it does feel like a lot of ideas spring up all the time in there. Not all of them necessarily coherent. Now it's not always a bad thing, because the game's kind of not about that, but there is a lack sometimes it lacks the cohesion of the game, in that you need mm. to keep you kind of into its space. Summer Games 2 is never going to have that problem, because it's, it's an Olympic event game, so you're just going to go from one event to the next, so it doesn't really... Ha- it belies that. Parajoid does keep you interested, but you are doing a lot of the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah. I think because, yeah, because the, the flip side to that sort of thing is, is Paradroid feels Paradroid feels like sort of an evolution of, of game design to that point. And, you know, it is still, it feels like a game. There is a game over. There is an ending. You can die. You There are points. So it, it keeps those things. And those are things we mentioned in there when we looked at it before. This is the points thing. Frankie Goes to Hollywood almost feels like a step out away from all that. And this is what I would consider a bonus. sort of thing. it's like it's confident enough to not give you a game over screen. You get to zero. It doesn't matter. It just keeps going. It's confident enough, like we said, like when there was, you know, we, comp- you know, everyone's a Frankie. This does away with your constant barrage of enemies on screen. It just allows you to play. You go explore. Go figure it out, and it trusts you to do that. And I think that's the thing with it, sort of thing. The problem is, is as you said, I think you're right. Some of the minigames, some of the bits of it, not as good as some of the others for for whatever, yeah. for whatever reason. And and I think part of that sort of thing is due to the fact that some of the the, the controls are just a little bit finicky and, and and a bit slow
0: at times. And I think it's it's easy to lose your your purpose in Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It is. It's an open. It's kind of a, it's kind of an early open world game. It is because you kind of just pick stuff up and it accumulates over time. But it's easy to lose kind of the focused purpose because it kind of shifts direction so often that you're never really pointing at the end of the game. You're always kind of not quite knowing what you're pointing at. And that either appeals to you and you like that kind of mystery, or it's Something that gets to be frustrating in because you sometimes in a game you need to know what your aim, what the final thing you're aiming at is, because that's how you feel that you're going to complete the game. Frankie is Frankie for me is the kind of game that could just stop and you wouldn't necessarily know why. Yeah, Um you might have just not not quite done the things or collected enough of the stuff, but you don't. You'll never really know whether you did or you didn't because it sort of accumulates kind of stuff all the time. I don't know, and that is just my take on it.
1: No, I think I think that's a that's a good point. It is, it, but it's 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 both a pro and a con, isn't it? It's like yeah. trusting the. It's trust. It's it's trusting in the player at a time when games very, really, kind of did, didn't really do that sort of thing too. Yeah, it treats you, know, you to, with a bit of
0: intelligence. There's no doubt yeah, about that.
1: Yeah there's a lot of collecting games you, you, there's a lots of everyone's a wally and finders keepers yeah. and all these kind of collecting stuff but they don't trust the player to be engaged with the systems they have to throw enemies at them and this you know and I was a big advocate that I was glad that this didn't yeah but I think you are right in that some of the mini games are, are not as good as others some of and I'm and I think I'm right in the fact that the, the controls are not quite as streamlined as they No, could I be. agree
0: with you yeah there's this there's the little issues tiny issues here and there that do, yeah. do, do that
1: and and you know and 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 I think you're right. It's something, you know, you take away the Frankie thing, that might be an issue, sort of thing. So I think with all that, and as much as I, you know, I love Frankie Osterleywood. I think it's a great game, an amazing game, sort of thing. I think, yeah, I'm gonna. It's between Summer Games Two and
0: Paradroid for me mm.
1: now. Is that with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I am an advocate of the Soul Vision of the person that made Paradroid. Mm -hmm. Paradroid is the result of one guy who had an idea and he programmed that idea and created all the bits they needed to create and made it happen and did not compromise on his idea and made everything work really well one guy um now that's not taken away from the people that made summer games too but they are a team of people yes, and yeah they yeah. produced a game that is worthy of a team of people it's great it is a really great game it's so much fun multiplayer it's it defies all the rules mm-hmm. droid doesn't have that because it's not multiplayer but droid is the singular vision of one guy who made a completely unique game that has some elements of repetition in there no doubt about it but it's slick it's very polished it's easily um, something that still stands up and works as a concept to this day whereas these sports games don't for some reason nowadays, not as much anyway. So I think I'd have to lean towards Paradoid as my best game and Summer Games 2 would easily be number two in that list, which is no bad thing. I mean, that's an amazing list of five games right there, but I think I've had so much fun with both of those games, but I have to go with my my instincts. And this is my own personal choice, so my instincts are telling me that I like Summer Games 2 but there are lots of sports games there aren't many paradroids no
1: okay i don't i don't i don't think uh yeah I, uh, yeah i think part of me's just sort of going it was got to be paradroid what it um <laughs> and it just seems like the obvious choice and it's like part of me's going yeah oh, let's be different but you know what i don't think there's anything wrong with saying paradroid is the best game that came out in 1985
0: no absolutely not and there's, there's that's a very very powerful list of games not just the list we've chosen, but the entire list. There's some amazing things and experiences to be had. So many in different ways. that mm. It's a very difficult task to pick out your favourites. And this is totally, you know, this is totally our choices. You know, someone mm. else might much prefer Gribbly's Day Out to anything we're talking about. But you know what? You could have a great time with any one of these games. We're just having to say, you know, we've got to pick these ones out because that's kind of what we committed to do. And what a list that is. You know, if you if you didn't play any of those games but those five, you'd have a great time anyway.
1: Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think I can see it. I think, yeah, Summer Games Two is, is an evolution of the. I mean, and and also as well, it's a it's a sequel in it. Yes, it is. So you know, they, they built on Summer Games. Yes, which is you know no mean feat because Summer Games was good, um, yeah. but S- Summer Games Two. Obviously, was a step above sort of thing, but it's still building on what had gone before. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right in saying that Paradroid is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> I've changed my <on> mind. <laughs> wow! In, in at the last minute was uh, for those them. who don't know, we're, we're doing this on a shared document, and uh, I think I think I, th- I think Graham's uh-huh. uh, cash hadn't been cleared because uh, Ian Botham's Test cricket just appeared in the list.
0: It <laughs> did, and uh, in a bizarre I, twist,
1: I I, I, uh, I like. Your way of thinking, um, <laughs> but I, yes. I I can't go with it. <laughs> 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 so I'll, I'll go. I'll go with that. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Paradoid Yeah, Paradoid
0: Some yeah. games too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough.
1: I think. I think you're right. And and you know, yeah. Fair play. Paradroid's amazing, and it still is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hats off, Mr. Braybrook. Yeah, you made
1: an incredible game.
0: The best game of 1985, according to Zap to the Past, is
1: Paradoid uh, followed by Summer Games 2, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Drop Zone and Way of the Exploding Fist. With honourable mentions going to Who Dares Wins 2, Beachhead 2, Kickstart, Baron Rubbigan's World Championship Boxing, Scarabeus, Boulder Dash 2
0: and Theatre Europe. There what a go. list. Well done, Mr. Braybrook, well done. That
1: is a great list. Um, considering like, the year started, when we started this, episode 1 did not bode well. <laughs> um, uh, to, to put it bluntly, sort of thing. But to end, and as you said, sort of thing, that that was a long list of really good games. Yeah. Um, you know, we've pe- we've played 160 odd, whatever it is. That's a that's a fairly decent list for us to go. You know, all those are worth your time. Mm. Um There's none of them. You know, if you, you go play them, you're going to enjoy them. So, but in particular, those top five from any from any platform around at that time. That's a, quite the uh, ensemble of titles yes well, what were you going to say sorry you're going to say what you were thinking yeah it just the other
0: day? Some, yeah it just i was thinking about something the other day about andrew braybrook's games i don't know did he ever do a game better than paradroid and i was just it was a question i had in my mind because i know we'll look at these other games as we go through and there's Iridium, and there's loads of others alley cat was it one of his i think mm-hmm. um i just you know i just think to myself you know when we come down when it will obviously something we'll debate later online but did he peak early is the question i was asking myself did he did he make that game, and was he never as good, or were all of his games kind of good? I just don't remember getting as much fun out of iridium when I played it. I don't. I don't remember it that way. But you know what? That's why we do this podcast, isn't it? So I might have a blast when we replay it when we come to that. I think.
1: You, I think Uridium's, uh, uh There was another. He did a really. He did another. He did a puzzle game or something. Where I was looking. I was looking at his list of games. I can't remember the title is, but we'll come to that. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I've played Iridium quite a lot recently for for work purposes. I was I was playing it sort of thing. It's a simpler game. It's a, it's a mm. much, it's a, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a fast, hardcore, you know, it's an arcade game. It's an arcade blast mm. with, uh, but it has some issues. We'll come to them, obviously, mm. when we look at it sort of yeah. thing. Um, you know, I, I don't ever know if lightning struck twice.
0: Uh, That's, that was that, kind of know, my thinking, because I know that, for example, if we just look at that list, right? That top five that we've got, our best games. So, Paradroid, okay, best game. Andrew Braybrook, great programmer, and went on to make some of the games, which we've just discussed. Summer Games 2 we know what comes after that winter games of course but also world games california games all great titles and all kind of up in the ante a little bit in kind of crazy ways the team that made frankie go to hollywood go on to make other denton isn't it so they're going to make some really interesting stuff but did they peek at that yeah i think that's their best game that's right but drop zone that's actually mcclain and he comes back with some absolute corkers. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness me. Yeah, you know. So I just, you know, I, I look at that list, and I, I don't actually know who made way the exploding fist on the combo sixty four to my show.
1: Greg, Greg, Greg McLean or something. Greg, someone or other. Obviously, it's Melbourne House. He's Australian guy, I
0: think. So I don't know if he is he the guy that came, but did he come back to do Fist Two or? I think so. Yes. Which you know, Fist Two has problems, but Fist Fist Two Tournament is an amazing thing.
1: Greg Greg Barnett. <laughs> Greg Barnett. It was developed by Beam Software. Greg Barnett, Bruce Bailey, Neil Brennan, and David Johnston.
0: I mean, uh, the reason I mentioned, I mentioned that whole sort of just as a, as a conversation piece is because this is 1985. We know we've got loads of issues of zap to go, hundreds and hundreds more games to play. Some of those games are going to be from the people that made these very games we're looking at. So it's just interesting to see that they've, this is 1985 and they've already hit some real highs with ParaDroid and, and where Exploding fist and stuff like that. It's just interesting because we know that next year, this list is going to be even bigger. And some of the people in this list are going to have more games in there. It's just going to be, it's, I think it's fascinating. Mm. Um, and did, but was Paradroid his best early game and did he ever get that good again it's certainly that Houston released better games than Paradroid later down the line
1: I don't I honestly don't know I mean I, I, I think my problem is with with Bravuk sort of thing is I don't really know much post-Uridium no so I know he did is it, Morf- was it Morpheus?
0: Morpheus, that's the one. Yeah, yes, yes, it is.
1: Yeah, the one where you can sort of build your ship. Except, because didn't he do a, another Zap Diary for that?
0: Um, yes, I I, I, I I could be wrong. I believe. I so, seem
1: but. to have a memory that he did another one, sort of thing. And he was talking. I seem to remember him. So he had. He said about one ship, but like it was firing toothpaste or something. It's always something that stuck in my head. So I think he did another one, that, and that you could you could build your spaceship. But I re- think I remember playing that, and it being a bit I don't know. I, I think I could never quite get on with what whatever was going on in it. I don't think I quite understood it. But I'm I'm interested to go back to these to see because I don't know. I honestly don't have much of a relationship with them, so they could be really interesting. You go back and you go, oh my God, I, I missed
0: something here. Yeah, um, could, just so, had a quick know. look on uh, on the on the. Wikipedia, and it doesn't look like there's a, f- a fully encompassing list on there. There's Pyrodiroid, Gribbley's Day Out, Fire and Ice, Eurydium um, and Morpheus, that seems to be, but I'm pretty sure he must have done more than that. But, you know, he's on Twitter. We should tweet him and ask him.
1: He is on Twitter. I see him pop up every now and again.
0: Yeah, Euridium you know author the g- is his tweet Gre- Twitter Gre- name. Greg
1: Barnett, uh, Greg Barnett, who did uh, Where the Exploding Fist, also did uh, the Commodore 64 conversion of The Hobbit. Ah, well, um, he was that's, he worked for
0: um, Melbourne House, because that was a Melbourne House yeah, release, wasn't it?
1: Sherlock. But he also did Horace Go Skiing and Hungry Horace. Oh, okay. And, and Fist 2 and Rock
0: and Wrestle. Rock and Wrestle, my gosh. I played, you know, I did get a lot out of that. I did play it a lot.
1: Mm, but was Exploding Fist... Super, no, it was Exploding Fist, don't forget, was superseded by Fist 2 tournament. But anyway, we're, we're getting off topic a bit here. There we go. That's our best games. We do have one section left to do. We've got a quick break... Um, And then we'll be back with the best, or the worst, Crapverts from 1985. Uh, So stay with us, we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back uh thanks for staying with us uh through all these awards we've got our last set here and this is the the best of the verts or the worst of the crapverts i don't know you the you crappiest decide. of the crap Cra- the crappiest of the crapverts yeah the the, the greatest craps <laughs> that i've ever had <laughs> i could tell you the time i could tell you a tale or two um, but Please. i'm not going to no no I won't sort of thing. Right okay so Crapverts What have we got uh, We've we've looked at a lot of crap Crapverts Not all of them crap But most of them crap um, So Mostly these were. So my suggestion is For you right now If you're listening to this And you've got option to it is Just go to the website Because all these Will be on there um, And there'll be the selection for For these awards So you can You know choose your own if you want something sort of but these are what we're going to say so we've got a selection here uh the first one is uh so we've got fantastic voyage uh from quicksilver we've got shades from durell software uh we've got knockout from alligator amazon warrior from new generation <laughs> software um, jack Chat is in again this game jack charlton's match fishing <laughs> from alligator um five-a-side football from Annie Rog we've got ian bosom's test match <laughs> from Tinysoft computer software uh Metabolus, um from gremlin graphics i think that is uh, souls of Darkon uh from task set uh jeff cape strongman um, from Martech, the Devil's Crown from Probe <laughs> Software, uh, Boffin from Addictive, uh, Space Pilot Two from Analog. Oh Anarog. My God, that's annoying me already. <laughs> Griffin from Quicksilver and Surf Champ uh, from New Concepts. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! Oh <So>
0: crap! <laughs> They're all terrible. My God, I, um, honestly, that's just taking a massive dump on my eyeballs. All of those. <laughs>
1: so yeah go go have a look they'll be on the website you know adverts were very different back then and we we, you know we understand but we
0: don't some of the design (laughs) choices in these adverts are inexplicable they are and that's just you know just basic design aside sometimes they've been drawn by people that have not looked at the anatomy of a human being that's for sure (laughs) So, you know, whereas sometimes they've tried to get it super anatomically correct, Amazon Warrior springs to mind. And other times, they've gone kind of wild with the old muscles, haven't they? Knockout And Jeff Cape springs to mind there a little bit, although he's more burl. Oh, you've got the front to your eyes that is Ian Botham sneering with what looks like a turd across the top of his lip with lipstick on. And what can only be described as, as unrealistic hair, that's a wig. And weirdly enough, the other image of Ian Botham on that doesn't look anything like the one at the front either. It's like a weird version of Bruce Forsyth with a wig on. On. so he's just hobson's like, choice it
1: looks, like it looks like he's wielding a really crap sword as well so, like a
0: cricket bat it's not so i think in in the tradition of how we've picked all the rest of them i'm going to pick my first choice out okay of the go on cacophony of dog meat we've got here <laughs> and the first my first choice has to be <laughs> it has to be metabolis. for every reason that i we spoke about when we first mentioned it <laughs> from the fact that it's got a birdman. <laughs> in it that's not what they described from the fact that he's not that bothered by the fact that his entire race has been changed to lesser beings from the fact that it makes metabolism makes no sense the channel five tv antenna on top of his palace right through to the fact that he's got no way of helping anyone because he hasn't got arms or functioning feet or a mouth and he's still wearing underpants which is kind of disturbing in every possible way so for me the the, the first one in the list is metabolist but what about you <laughs> can we just stop now <laughs> <'Cause Yeah. laughs> that's it
1: <laughs> all right now um i'm gonna go uh i have to go with knockout um, knockout, yeah. I have to go with knockout. So knockout is the boxing game from Alligator. Uh, we looked at this and we looked at this at the time, sort of thing. But knock, knockout has a, a, a best irreverent attitude towards realistic muscles. Um, <laughs> there are there are muscles there that I've ne- I'm not aware of. There there is a there is a, so there is a boxer who's been knocked down who's looking a bit worse for he He's looking towards us and above him, obviously, is the person that knocked him down. But I'm not sure if he knocked him down with his fist or his neck wings because it's clearly that, that that what are they muscles what are they around his um <laughs> a, around his upper arms they, they, i'm they, not sure they, that
0: anyone they, has muscles like that in reality
1: no they go to his and, and what's that really harsh shadow it's like um a computer was had had muscles um, sort of described to it uh this is what muscles <laughs> look like on a person i understand i will draw them <laughs> and this is what we got because no human has has ever existed that looked like that and the guy on the floor doesn't look much better no uh, it is it's is is a a, a muscly front it is <laughs> to uh, to your senses so knockout not, not you know i hate that I hate that logo as well uh, but that's uh, that's by the by that's outweighed yep. by the uh, the sheer mus- musculature <laughs> it's yes off. there you go so uh what's your second
0: one so my second choice <laughs> It is it's, this is such a debate I'm having? But you know what? My second choice, I'm going to go with my gut instinct. Tech, gut instinct, and it's the confusing array of geometry that is shades by Durell Software. <laughs> the clip art special. The, yeah, it's, it's Homer's web <laughs> Is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> So this is just a million ideas that make no sense about anything thrown onto the screen in some kind of bizarre geometric (laughs) Dali-esque nightmare where somebody got the line tool and just thought they'd just go hog while drawing arrows and lines on things. It makes no sense whatsoever. And I like the fact that it shouts requires a joystick at you in big letters. Um, so <laughs> it does. And, and I still don't know why there's, there's a um, an uncolored part. I don't know if it's it to be a shadow. I don't know what it is, but where there's, there's a kind of a waterfall running off the side. And then there's a bit underneath that that looks like it wasn't quite finished. I don't know for <laughs> sure. Anyway, it's an erratic display of geometric crazy and uh, definitely going in my uh, <laughs> list So
1: (laughs) yeah, okay. Good call. All these are good calls. Um, I'm going to continue on my muscle trip um, and put in Amazon warrior. That's an Amazon warrior. That's I, don't know, I clearly guess they have been sort of thing, but he's been out in the sun too long. Um, he's
0: very worried as well, isn't he? And his spear's
1: too, sort of, too short. Too <laughs> short. It's too short. So Amazon warrior, you know, they couldn't really be bothered to do much about the background. So we've got some mountains and a sort of gradient sky, and then there's a, some green w- with what look like you know a bit of fern here and there. No jungle though. <laughs> no jungle. No, 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 no Amazon. um You know, no Amazon jungle there No, just a bit of fernery. And then in the foreground, sort of thing is our titular amazon warrior grasping his spear with with again not i don't know if these are as bad as the knockout ones they're bad in a different way so it's just again mm. someone drew this sort of thing and i think someone said how oh, can you just like increase the wrinklage by five percent um yeah. so they, they got the wrinklage slider yeah, the, the and then the finger sword. slipped yeah <laughs> and and before we knew it sort of thing someone would press Control s and it was all saved and there's nothing they could do at that point um so the, the wrinklage had to stay i don't know what is going on with the saggy skin on his right arm, on the <laughs> underneath of his right arm. Yeah, yeah, it's totally weird. It's it's just it's all kinds of it's oh someone just you know said oh when people are out in the sun they get a bit wrinkly yeah. um but not and not like this. Not like yeah, this.
0: Not like this and stop putting
1: <laughs> triangles on everything, you crazy people. Uh, triangles yeah. everywhere in that advert. Everywhere's the a other, triangle. The other thing as well is that you know as an Amazon warrior you'd think you'd be used to bats and spiders and wouldn't be that really terrified of them. No. Because these on no here and a so. scorpion, yeah that's where they, they live there you know, you kind of at one with the Amazon, but no, you know, he's looking a bit pensive. Um, and there are two bats. Bats aren't
0: in of themselves that dangerous <laughs> in the Amazon, are they either? Are they? I don't think so. They're just bats, just flying mice. No. And um, just as an aside, he does look like he stepped off a, a recent WWE. <laughs> um, you know, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit, he reminds me of them sort of nineties wrestlers. Jimmy Snooker, I think his name was, he looks a bit like that. It's
1: uh yeah. it, it actually doesn't look like skin. It looks like he's wearing a coat. <laughs> he's wearing a flesh he is carved. coat. carved. Yeah. He's Calved, wearing a flesh
0: yeah. coat. He's got his flesh yeah. coat on because it might be a bit chilly in the Amazon. i have just uh, prayed to God that those underpants have got a back because it just, <laughs> they, they look all front. Anyway, that's a That's, a that. Uh,
1: that, that's why that snake <laughs> Hairy about. pants
0: McGee there. That's
1: why that snake's <laughs> looking a bit lippy, tonguey, sorry.
0: <laughs> he is. He's proper giving it some stick there. Yeah,
1: so Amazon Warrior is my uh, second choice to be considered. Uh, your final choice?
0: My final choice. This is actually tough because I hate both of these adverts with. The passion but do you know what I am gonna go for because it contains so much stupidity and I do not like to see images cut out this badly five a side football <laughs> Because they've just got some photographs of a football game cut them out stuck them onto a nonsensical background with a just a solid massive brick wall <laughs> it's not that they can even there's no goal in their background there's no goal in the in so he's is he say is he the goalie the guy i don't get it i believe he's um, the goalie yeah so he's the goalie but there's no goal for the other team in the distance so they're just a wall so it's it's kind of a bleak view of five Aside. it's it's <laughs> And it's got that really, really awful Pele image in it that makes no difference, makes no sense. And then, of course, it's got its little poetic style advertising on there. Everything about that advert is crap in every possible way, including it's awful because the game is bad enough, but no, no, no. And that five-a-side football typeface just it's just shouts not football at you. It's kind of, what is it, a Hessian? Hessian? I don't no, even know what you call that it's, it's, Anyway, it doesn't it's, matter. It's some blinds, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Venetian blinds type. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I don't I'm, like the I'm big... I'm going to have to avert my eyes from it now. I don't know what was
1: wrong with the actual floor that these kids were playing fu- football on either because they've just replaced it with a big
0: rectangle of green. Well, that's just because they're cut out from the actual football pitch they were on and Place yeah, in this nightmarish world of walls and just left a pitch on there. That would have made sense. There's shadow, there shadow shadows and stuff. I suppose well, it was it, it, uh, uh, You know, uh, it's yeah. a game where none of the you know, why have Pele in it? You know, like we said yeah. at the time. Not known for his five aside, generally. <laughs> no. It's yeah. just a bad advert. Traditional uh, eleven. <laughs> right. There are your oh, final picking. Our
1: oh, oh, final one. Oh god, there's so many. Do I pick the confused griffin? Uh <laughs> I think I think I, I I I think we have to put in Ian Botham's test match. <laughs> I think really, it was either it's either that or Souls of Dark on And as much as I love to cut the, the crazy imagery on Souls of on I'm going with Ian Botham's Test match. Um, Ian Botham's Test match needs to go in sort of thing. As we've we've already spoken about this sort of thing. It is a, yeah. a it is a slightly pained Ian Botham alike with a turd on his lip and lipstick on sort of thing in cl- <laughs> in close up and in the background. Uh, as you said, Jimmy Hill with a wig on <laughs> playing cricket. Yeah, playing... It is Jimmy Hill wielding a banana, <laughs> wielding <laughs> or a or a <laughs> leek, <laughs> yeah, wielding whatever that is a baguette
0: (laughs) it is a baguette
1: (laughs) wielding a baguette in the vain attempt to make it look like he's actually playing cricket the font is awful Free and Botham's oh. test match a um, Red
0: drop shadow It's making me Making my eyes water
1: Yeah red and green uh, And why is it It's like a Japanese It's
0: meant to be a cricket ball is, it, is that red dot Meant to be a cricket ball behind Yeah it? I believe so it's, yeah It's, it's like full, a Japanese and,
1: flag. and the title A full cricket simulation With the following features To make it a truly In inverted commas First class game Yeah it's, it's but it, And it's not This is one of those things Sort of thing Where we're like No this is a bad Bad thing And so yeah For, for all those reasons um, It's it's a terrible terrible advert so uh I ha-
0: we have to include that so that's my yes. final inclusion yes so yeah. now we have to we have our runners do we have any near nearly theirs
1: well the the, the one i would put in is in, there's two the souls of dark on and probably surf champ
0: God, that's so bad yeah i'd go with those i mean i i definitely would agree with you with uh souls of darkon just for those awful cut out letters where they haven't cut out the center of the o's <laughs> yeah. um so start. i'm hesitant to put jack charlton in there because he's been in everything else i think he needs a night off <laughs> yeah. so i'd go i'd go with those options i think and, and nearly ran for me it would would also be um i, I really want to put boffin in there but i'm not going to but it part of me just because that guy's face um but because he just who does that who just sits on top of the logo going hello um so i think i'll go i'll go with the ones that you, you've selected there so um souls of darkon and that stupid surf champ with the kid that's you know, doing get, get got gushing spectrum. liquid coming out his face on his spectrum and you no know, no joystick needed it's the most revolutionary concept yet in home computing i don't think so yeah nah mate it's not
1: it's not <laughs> right so there are also runs so that we're not going to with it. So do we have a, do we have a, I think Metabolist has to be in the top three.
0: It, it has to be, yeah.
1: I think that's a, that's a given. So Metabolist is our top, in our top three. So we have Ian Botham's, Five Aside, Amazon Warrior, Knockout and Shades. God. <sighs> what's your uh what's your thinking for to put for those out of those five to put in the top in in, in with metabolis?
0: so i think that ian botham needs to be in there it's got red drop shadow <laughs> neither of the images in it look like ian botham and it's a blatant lie <laughs> as well yeah so i think ian both of them has to go in there yeah well i picked so. it so
1: yeah i'm happy yeah he'll put that in
0: yeah i put that in i think so metabolist is definitely in that top three in both of them but what about I is there any you, we agree on in there i mean we agree with them all i bet really
1: yeah we do uh see part, part uh, as much as uh, that f- stupid knockout and amazon warrior thingy sort of thing the clip art madness of shades <laughs> Is, is one I would have put in myself. So it just defies logic that advert. <laughs> and so whilst the others are bad drawings, and knockout is a bad drawing, as is Amazon Warrior. You know, five side I think Fiverside football is just sh- stupid. It's yeah. just a, you know, it's just. A, it's, I can see what they were going cut up, for. Cut
0: out, yeah, quick cut out.
1: Yeah, it's a quick knock knockover job. I don't I, I don't think that I don't think that stands up against the other three. No. Uh, in in terribleness. No. Um, so. so for me, it's Amazon Warrior, knockout or shame but I think Amazon Warrior and Knockout almost, like, cancel each other out. I don't think you could have one of them in without the other. No. Do <laughs> like, you, you know what yeah. I
0: mean? They're anatomically inexplicable. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think we've given them their muscly dew. Yes. <laughs> which sounds it's horrible. You. I don't want anyone's muscly
0: dew. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that to yourself.
1: Absolutely. No. It's the less, it's the, uh, it's the. failed <laughs> attempt at a follow up to Mountain Dew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I <don't want> you. <laughs>
1: When you go to the gym, you need a stimulus. You need muscly dew. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, so, Sorry. Shades. Shades for me. It's curtains shades, for me. <laughs> okay. It's
0: curtains for me. So, so then we have our three. metabolist, Ian Botham's test match and Shades out of our Crapverts now, which is going to win the coveted title of <laughs> Crapverts, of all Crapverts for 1985. That's the debate. And so, you've got the Birdman fiasco. <laughs> The, the advert that is not in both them or the geographic clip art nightmare that is Shays. Where do you where do your where does your compass point?
1: Uh bird bulge.
0: Yes, I have to agree. I think we agree. I think it's that just f- a, an, for a, every a, reason that, that <laughs> exists, for everything in that advert that is so crazy and wrong, um, Metabolus stands as the crapvert of all crapverts for nineteen eighty-five. Everything about it is stupid. <laughs> By
1: a cruel twist of fate, the transformation leaves you with the body of a bird, but the brain of a human. And yet the advert you've got man legs. (laughs) The advert has the body of a man and the head of a seagull or a gull.
0: And the feet of a seagull or an eagle—I'm not sure which bird. You've got wings but no hands. He's no use to anybody. He could, he's going to be able to catch worms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just—and I and, know and he's got still got—he's still got man genitalia, which means that you no, know, he's going to want love, and that's just not going to happen for him anymore. Well, wanna, yeah. No one's going to kiss him. Just, ah! he's going to peck him. <laughs> <laughs> he just pecked their eyes out yeah he's yeah,
1: just like oh can I have a quick peck no
0: <laughs> that's it exactly and do you know what if you need him to go to sleep you just put a blanket over him and he'll just <laughs> knuckle down and go to sleep It's like a good, like a good bird absolutely <laughs> absolutely. he's going to be constantly harassing you for some trill he is going to eat you out of house at home with we'll trill you are going to be trilled out you know, that is a, it is a bit of a nightmare isn't it and you can't feed him bread because he'll blow up and pop and all sorts of strange <laughs> things can happen It's they're, you're they're never going to live happily with Birdman there So, it's... and I don't get how, how is he if he's the savior they're doomed yeah they're doomed because they're all they've all been changed anyway it's not like he's kind of he's not going to help them because they've already been changed into mice and birds so what's he going to do he's already changed as well it's just accept your fate you you are what you are now just you know live in the trees eat chill bird seed and you know and just lay eggs and that's going to come uncomfortably for him (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna have to perk perk those back with back feathers up he is. <laughs> yes, he's, he doesn't realise it yet, but um, there's a painful future in egg laying for him. And maybe that's actually maybe that's what's in his pants. It could be his egg sack, Yes.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. Oh, it was an egg, not an egg sack. <laughs> oh, right. oh,
0: God, I oh, he's taking me on a down a dark path. I don't want to go down this. I
1: also want to know why he's wearing like a, a
0: prize boxer's belt. Yes, he is. He's won a boxing championship. Well, like, well, like we said when we talked but How would he box? How Zapper. would he box? Well, we, when we said it, we, he's, he was transformed mid something and clearly he was just in his pants. So he must have been resting or boxing like you say and he's just been can you imagine the horror of that boxing match where the opponent was midway through the round four just transformed into a seagull bird man. He'd like I'm definitely gonna win now because he can't even fight his gloves have come off <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it is. it's I, I don't. Understand. I just don't understand the advert. I don't understand. No. Like we said before, why? Why is coming soon? I'm trying the CBM612 versions. Put there
0: <laughs> over his bulge.
1: Just yeah. Sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> <Burp>. <laughs> it's oh dear! It's it's so odd. It's such an odd thing. Um, and it says
0: again: stretch your wings, dear your You're the last hope for mankind. But they're not mankind anymore. They're birds and mice. They're birds and mice because they were mice. changed by the by the Kremlin. The, the invading Kremins or the Kremins could be the Kremins. Kremins. I'm not sure. Oh. I still like that line. But by a cruel twist of fate, the <laughs> transformation leaves you with the body of a bird, the brain of a human. It's, that's not. Never mind all that. It's the winner, hands down. It is. <laughs> so. Oh my god. <laughs> the winner of the crappiest of Crapford, 1985,
1: is. Metabolus uh, by Gremlin Graphics uh, with the runners-up. Ian Botham's Test Match by Tynesoft uh, and Shade by Durell Software with honourable mentions to Knockout by Alligator, Amazon Warrior by New Generation Software and Five-Aside Football by Annie Anirog. There you go. That's all the awards. We've done it. We've, uh, we, we finally agreed on what was the best game of 1985. Um, and it was a tough choice. Tough, tough choice. We, uh, we, you know We had to debate that. But... Let's see what you thought. What did you think? We got some response when we uh, asked uh, our listeners for their uh, best games, best music, best uh, best visuals for 1985. Uh, So let's see what we had back. Dan Kelly on Facebook uh, said if we wanted to add a category for best box art, he would nominate the Castle of Dr. Creep. Uh, I think I probably have to put a picture now of the Dr. Creep box art on the on the website i suppose it says it was in the window of his local computer shop for months way back when and it was all and it always sparked his imagination there was so much mystery and potential for adventure in one image i think it's a crow and a key through a barred window it's quite good actually i quite like it steve erickson on facebook who we spoke to on the podcast retro fusion a few weeks back said he would like to nominate action biker for best game and also best <laughs> audio and best visuals
0: of course he did. Of course he yeah, did. Yeah, of
1: course he did. But Paul Monahan, though, also from Facebook, said he'd like to nominate Steve Erickson to be locked away for his opinions on crappy 8-bit games. <laughs>
0: harsh. <laughs> so harsh.
1: <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, Steve, if we had a... As i said to you, if we had a category for best game based on crisps, Action Biker would win hands down. It would, now. would
0: be the best game based <laughs> on a crisp packet.
1: It, 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 it really would. So, uh, but unfortunately... That category does not exist, so we're going to l- rule Action Biker as ineligible. Sorry. Sorry. Niall Bullet from Facebook said, in any list that contains Elite, it is the best game, and that we were just plain rolled wrong. It can happen. It can happen. It can. We're not, but we can. It can happen. Uh, Didn't then, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he it it said it's way ahead of its time, open world, tons to do and still playable today. Uh, and his best music was Monty on the Run. I think that was our third place, wasn't it? So we yes. are not going to argue too much there. No. Monty on the Run could, could easily have won, I yeah, think It didn't It didn't But it could easily have <laughs> <laughs> Mark Fletcher From Facebook Who also does The Three Rows Back Podcast Said that His most affectionate Memories award uh, Which he appreciates Doesn't exist Would go to Another one To Action Biker Goodness He'd me played it way, way too much Back in the day And it was a steal At 1.99. Action Biker Has its fans It does There you go But his best game has got to be Summer Games 2, which he was absolutely obsessed with, and it still stands up today. And runner-up would be Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which he has also given the Best Music Award to.
0: Mark Fletcher isn't you, is it? Because that's like two of your choices out (laughs) there. No, it's not me. (laughs) 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 No. No, it's not me. And I have to say, I wonder how many of these Action Biker fans sent off the 10 packets of crisps required for their free copy. I, am, I hope one of them did.
1: Well, I'm hoping they all did because otherwise I'm just, you know, their, their views are null and void as far as I'm concerned. And the whole marketing plan falls apart, right?
0: That was the, <laughs> that not- was the
1: reason to be. <laughs> <laughs> It was so hopefully they all did. If not, they're not true, they're not true clumsy Colin fans. <laughs> Nathan White on Facebook best music, game, and visuals to Monty on the run. He says, For him, that game is
0: flawless. Well, we made it third, and the game didn't feature in that winners category, no, but it, you know what? It, it didn't. That's good that he likes it because it, it is a very well respected game.
1: It is. We did like the game. We, yes. When we played it, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, a great just game.
0: Two too bloody hard. It's the
1: best one of them.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of them.
1: Martin Hicks on Facebook, uh, his best game was Summer Games 2. Uh, it says it had incredible graphics and incredibly high playability factor, especially when competing with up to eight friends. And his best music was Monty on the Run.
0: And his best graphics was Summer Games 2. So I'm sensing a theme mm-hmm. with the best gr- music.
1: Yeah, people really do like the Monty on the Run theme. Yeah, it is you very
0: know. liked. It is, you know. but
1: It is. It's, it's just a stunning piece of music. Yeah, we just it is amazing. It's like crazy comets yeah. and chariots of wildfire. Well,
0: suggest they go and listen to uh, Hypersports and just you know give it a chance yeah Hypersports yeah uh,
1: Andrew Fisher Andrew Fisher sorry who is the uh, Facebook uh, from Facebook who is the author of the Commodore 64 book 1982 to 19XX writer for Retro Gamer and also one of the news and a Zap reviewer uh, said his best game was Paradroid uh, which is still one of his all time favourites the best music was Crazy Comets good choice although it's a close run thing with Hubbard's other 85 classic Monty on the run but for him Comets just edges it because it is so funky
0: yes uh, I agree
1: best graphics went to Frankie Goes to Hollywood
0: interesting choice
1: yeah he says it's such an incredible game and the graphics have some amazing detail and clever touches even the blank main sprite is wonderfully animated did Frankie Goes to Hollywood graphics did that appear in our best
0: graphics at all
1: I think it appeared in the list I don't think either of us picked it though. we might have Paradroid one I'm not sure I think so Best Visuals
0: we did it Paradroid one I think
1: yeah Yeah, I think so Dr Goggles on Twitter said that Elite is the best game obviously but we didn't like it Mm, back
0: to Dizzo (laughs) with you off you go
1: Absolutely. You need to, you know, back to Lave, then to Dizzo, then Dizzo to LAVE. Lave, Lave to Dizzo,
0: Dizzo to Lave. <laughs> Off you go.
1: Then crash on the space station because you ain't got the <laughs> docking computer. <laughs> We're never going to live this one down. Anyway, um, and finally, uh, unofficial Who, not the official Who, from the Rulmuk forum. Uh, his best game was Paradroid. He said Andrew Braybrook's best work with the perfect balance of risk versus reward. It's ripe for a survival horror-style remake, which what I said. Absolutely true. It is true. Best music. He's given it to Monty on the Run.
0: Uh, it's
1: in, uh, main theme inspired by the Charles William piece, The Devil's Gallop. Hubbard's theme for the main game became the ultimate challenge of violinist everywhere. Monty on the Run is a good game, but the
0: music makes it a great game. That's true, and I have actually seen Mark Knight, the Mad Fiddler, play... Monty on the run on his fiddle and it was a challenge for him there's no doubt about that I, I, it's, it's very fast and complicated I'm not surprised yes he did best visuals he said were Summer Games 2
1: it's not just the variety of events it's not just a fluid animation it's not just the excellent use of colour it's all the little touches and the way they managed to disguise how small the play area is on some of those screens And 35 years later, it continues to impress. No arguments there from me. His worst game is Doughboy. Yes. So hard you can't even finish a screen. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) The best worst game was Cops and Robbers. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so bad it's almost good no. and the worst music which you have got you've yet to hear this actually I need to play this to you is Give My Regards to Broad Street oh
0: goodness me and not
1: for the main tune it's the reward tune you get at the end of the game because oh, there's gosh. an off-key version of Give My Regards to the Broad Street there's Ugh. an off-key version of it it's so bad or Band on the Run or whatever it is but it's terrible I he, don't want to hear that show me it I'm going to play you at some point I'll play you it in a minute but it is awful so there you go that's uh, that's our listeners awards so thank you very much for all those it's great that Amazing. you uh, yeah, you, you sort of got in contact with us and, and replied and gave us your opinions and your thoughts. Those who picked Elite, yeah. Um, Just enjoy Dizzo. Enjoy enjoy Lave and Dizzo <laughs> and Lave and Dizzo. Anyway. Um but yeah, thank you very thank you very much. It's great to hear from you and obviously keep on listening and hopefully we'll hear from you again when we do the awards for nineteen eighty six. So yeah, so that's been the awards for nineteen eighty five. Uh, thank you for listening. Let's let's just have a, a bit of an outro. Graham, you got anyone
0: you want to thank or anything? Or yes, or? absolutely. So do you know what? Um, we only started this podcast what eight. How many weeks ago? No, it doesn't matter. We we started this podcast because we we thought it was a we had a AD had a gem of an idea actually that there's mileage in playing some of these old games to sort of revisit them and have fun with them and we do that. But we're nothing without the people who listen to our podcast. So just a heartfelt thank you to all of the people that have taken the time to download Zap to the Past, to listen to it and to enjoy it, to give us comments and feedback and all the different kind of communication channels that we have. It does mean a lot to us that people out there are enjoying what we do because we do it because we you know we like this kind of stuff and we get great feedback. So just a thank you to everybody that's listened, please do share and tell everybody if it's something that you think you they might enjoy, please do share them and tell them that because you know what? We do this for fun and we like to share that fun with you guys and, and you know it's it's great to get that kind of feedback. So I think that's my thanks. What about you?
1: Uh no I'll just echo that. Yeah. Thank you very much for everyone that's interacted, everyone that's retweeted, for people that got on board. We had no idea if, you know, we'd get two listeners or or even none. We had no idea sort of thing. But for, for the amount of people that have listened from and, and crazy all around the world sort of thing. So we've got people listening in from all the way from New Zealand to all the way across in California. Um, it, it is, you know, it's actually quite humbling, really. To, it is humbling, yeah. To, uh, for you guys to, you know, give us give us your time because you know time is precious, um, and you could be doing a thousand other things, um, you know, with it sort of thing. And the fact that you you choose to listen to us, lot, us to ramble on um, and laugh at or talk about and appreciate old Commodore 64 games um, means means a lot, and, and we we do really really appreciate it. I'm not going to go too more. But that's where we are. So thank thank you yes. very much. Um, if you want to reach out to us in any way, shape, or form as we move into our coverage of 1986, you can get us um, in a number of ways. You can email us uh, at gmail.com. You can come and chat on Twitter. Uh, so you can just message me or whatever on Twitter. Or, or message on Twitter. We are at zapped to the um, and I'm quite glad that that's where it cut off because I wouldn't like to be zapped to the P. Um <laughs> I've always thought about that. So just at zapped to the on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Zapped to the Past uh, on Facebook. So there's a page in a group, so come join us, come have a look on there sort of things. We post stuff up on there. Uh or you can find us at just zapped to the Past.com, where you will find all the crapverts from every week. You'll find downloads for each episode, list of the games and anything else we can sort of think of to put up there um for a bit of a laugh or, or you know if we find it interesting or things like that. If we get things wrong, let us know. You know, we're not perfect, we're not infallible. As we said, time is precious sort of thing, and sometimes, you know, uh, our run away from us without us thinking about whether we got it right or wrong no offense is ever caught ever interfered or anything like that uh, but if we do get things wrong just give us a shout let us know we'll quite happily retract stuff or not retract stuff or just say yep that was a bit that was wrong but whatever um mm-hmm. you know we're only human um so again thank you very much for listening so that's been our roundup and awards for 1985 i've been adrian mills
0: you've been uh, not adrian mills i am the Birdman from metabolist <laughs> i've been graham Raddings.
1: oh no he, he really he's been been turned he's got the uh by an inexplicable (laughs) twist of fate fate. (laughs) he's got the body of a man but the head of a bird
0: no the body of a bird i've got i've got one arm's a hedgehog i don't know how that's going to work out
1: (laughs) oh it's all gone horribly wrong uh we've been (laughs) zap to the past thank you very much for
0: listening and we'll see you again next week bye-bye thank you for listening to the zap to the past podcast We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the world of Commodore 64 games, as well as the music, sights, sounds and news from around the 1980s, driven, of course, by the issue of Zap64 magazine, published at the time. We will be back next week with another podcast, so do please join us. Until then please head over to zaptothepast.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. We will also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under Zap to the Past. The Zap to the Past podcast is written and produced by Adrian Mills and Grain Raddings and recorded at Flaky Bits 2.0 Studio. All opinions expressed are those of the writers, and while we indeed love Zap64 magazine, the Zap to the Past podcast is not affiliated with it in any way. Stay safe and see you next time.